crying. Um, today's my daughter's birthday, and when we, we she's adopted. You guys know that we've told the story a lot of times. But when we received her, the, the the verse that God gave me, and I've still got it written on the back of pictures, and it's Psalm 27. It says, I would have fainted had I not believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And God said, that's my goodness. He was showing me his goodness by giving us an answer to prayer. And then he continued to show me his goodness over the years, she's 28 today, and over those years, he's continued to show me himself and, and, and his fatherness, if you will. I, I don't know another word to make. I just have to give you that word, his fatherness, because he is, his, his heart is the heart of a father. If you want to be a good father, look at God. I know so many times uh, in raising Ramsey, I would make a choice or say something, and God would stop me, and he'd say, is that the way you want to do that? Or he'd say, what if we did it this way? And you know, when the father of all fathers gives you a suggestion, <laughs> huh? <laughs> you use it. And you know, there was, there, there was such wisdom in it. You know, it, it, even when she was young, and he said, don't trade with her. Don't, don't say, if you'll do this, I'll give you that. He, he said, always make your goodness available and let her know when she can receive it. You know, because there's times where His goodness is available to all of us, but because of our heart, we're not in a place to get it. It's not, not that His goodness stopped. His goodness, His goodness never stops. But there's times where we are not able to receive it. And, and He would always say, you know, let her know that she's just not at a place to receive it right now, but it's here. And, and, and in doing that, I was able to do so much good, more good for her. Uh, in fact, there's probably times I did, God probably was trying to stop me and say, no, that's more than she needed right there. <laughs> you could have went up from goodness to spoil. But, but he helped me, and he helped Kim. And, and, and she turned out, you know, I always tell people, she turned out to be a way better kid than I was a parent. So, <laughs> so we know it was the Lord and the grace the grace of God. Amen. And, and, and these are things that we never want to take for granted because that's his goodness operating in our life. That's him giving us his ability and his grace and the love to do it the right way. You can't do anything the right way unless you start in love. You know, God doesn't start anything that's not in love because he is love, right? And in, in, in him, you're always going to be in love. And so you're always going to get to the right place at the right time doing the right thing when you start in love. Amen? And because if you'll start in love, you'll want to finish that way. And so, you know, I'm thankful for his goodness. And, I, and I'm thankful for the things he's shown me of himself through having, you know, and, I, and I'm not saying everybody needs to have a child or they won't, you know, because having a child's not what made me a father. Right? <laughs> God made me a father, and he graced me to be a father. And, and that's, it's kind of like saying a wedding makes you a wife or a husband. Weddings don't make wives or husbands. They join two people that have to become a husband and a wife. And if they'll follow the word, and they'll, and they'll both seek God at the same time, they'll become husbands and wives. 
And, and as, as you have children in your life or around your life, if you'll allow God to help you, this is, this is a minute part of the, of the sermon, so this is all free. If you allow God to help you in whatever capacity you're, you're seeking, he will, he will come and grace you and out of his love show you a wisdom that you didn't know and give you a revelation of his heart that you hadn't seen. And when you see it, it takes you higher and, and to places that you could never imagine. And you're saying and doing things that you don't know. You don't know them, but all of a sudden you find yourself saying them. Why? Because God's revealing himself in you and through you. And what a, what a great thing to, to do, right? What, what a great way to live. And that, that's what I think we're all seeking, is to live in that light, in the light of the heart of God. Because in the heart of God and doing things that his heart does, you'll never mess up. You know, it's when I let my flesh and my way get involved that messing up starts happening. Amen? When, when selfishness and, and I want and I need and why don't and what for, when all those start taking over, then I find myself at a place where God can't, I can't receive from him. It's not that the goodness isn't there anymore. I can't receive. Amen? And, and that's, that's a good knowledge of God. Look at 1 John 4. <clears throat> 1 John 4. You know, one of the things we're in a lot of what I just talked about is what we're talking about tonight because every Christian needs to remember daily that they are somebody. That you, we, I am somebody. You are somebody. Merely by birth or rebirth, if you will, you are somebody. Your father is the father of all fathers. He is the almighty God. He is the creator of the universe, but yet he's the most gentle, loving friend that you could ever know. He, 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 he's the mightiest and the, and the least that you could ever want because he'll be just enough every time. He'll be all you can take, and then he'll be more if you let him. Amen? But, but you know, so many times we, we hold that back because of human thinking. Human thinking, carnal mind, if you will, is the leader in holding Christians back. Because you, you don't think you're thinking like a human, but most of the time, unless you're being led by the Spirit of God, you're thinking like a human. There's only two choices, right? Led by the Spirit, think like a human. There's a carnal mind and there's a spiritual mind. You're going to do one of those two things. Amen? And, and, and so what we believe and what we follow is what we're going to be thinking and doing all the time. And it's what we're going to be thinking about God. If you think God's like you, you're wrong. You need to be like God. Right? Any, any, any humanness about us needs to, to yield itself to the, to the goodness of God and to, and to the, the rightness of God, if you will. And, and, and those are things that we have to change our thinking to get to. Amen? First John 4.16. Thank you, Lord. It says, We have known and believed. It's good to know that God is love, but there's more to it. You need to believe what you know. You'll know the truth, and the truth you know will make you free. Knowing this truth, believing, that, that, believing the love... You know, you could just say, believe the love. 
Because his love in a human sense is unbelievable. It's beyond what your mind can comprehend. That's why the prayer, it's in Ephesians, it says, I pray that you would, together with all the saints, comprehend this love. That's This incomprehensible love, I want you to comprehend it. Why? Because if we can comprehend it, we can change the way we think, and, and you'll always be somebody. You'll never be somebody out here hoping to get something from God. You'll always be that child expecting to get something from God. There's a big difference in hoping to get something from God and expecting to get something. Hoping the, the carnal way, the wishing, I sure hope it happens. Or as a kid, you know, when I told Ramsey she was getting something, she, does. she started making room for it in the closet, right? She started, it wasn't a question whether she, God's way more faithful than me. If he, and, and he's prepared everything in advance for us. He, before the foundation of the earth, he, he, he said, I'm predestinating you before the foundation of the earth to, to victory. I mean, I'm, I'm shortening the, the verses and we'll get to them, but that's literally what he said. Your life is a victorious life in me. And, and I started it before the foundation of the earth. That way there's nothing that could reach further back than it and nothing that could reach further forward than it. My love and my mercy and my grace, if your faith in those things will, will grab on, you'll not only know the love, you'll believe the love. And you believe that love so great that, that you believe that he reached back before the foundations of the earth, that he went back before the original sin. He went back as far as you could go back and fixed it all. Amen? He fixed everything, and, 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 and nothing can outreach grace. So everything behind and everything forward, and he's infinite, so it just keeps going and going and going. And this is the love that, 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 that gave Jesus. This is the love that gave to you and me the ability to be called the sons of God, the children of God. Amen? And that, that's who you are. You know, if you woke up every morning, and, and, I, and I try to do this now because, you know, if, if it's a busy day, we tend to say, ah, oh, having another Monday. You know, or I'll talk to somebody and I'll say, hey, how's your day going? Oh, I don't know. I'll say, let me tell you something. They'll go, what? No, your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Right. It don't get no better than that. Right. It don't matter what else happens in your day. If you'll just stop and say, wait a second. My name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I am somebody. You know what? If they went up there to the maitre d' and they said, uh, David Vaughn, and they said, let me look. No, your name's not on here. But no, every time they look, my name's in there. Every morning, my name's in there. Every day, my name's in there. And God is my Father, and Jesus is my Savior. And, and I'm on my way to heaven, and I'm having a fun time getting there. Amen? Amen. And, and that's, that is our destiny. Our destiny is what we're walking in today and heading towards in the future. Amen? We're, we're not waiting for our destiny. We're in our destiny. Our destination is victory. Amen? And, and in that victory, we find ourselves. We don't look and we say, oh, yeah, I can see them getting it. They're pretty good. And see, that's human thinking again. You know, I remember when my mom passed away. So many people said, ah, why her? And she was, she is a great lady. I mean, God's got to be having fun with her. I mean, she is, she is a great lady. Guaranteed she's having fun with God. 
But, but that's not the question. Why her? Well, everybody's going to go sometime. <laughs> you know, yeah, if we just waited another 40 years, she'd have left anyway. Amen? And so th- that's not the question because what you're literally saying is she's good enough, she should have gotten something. And that's not how God operates. He, he got it for you before you were ever good. Amen? Healing and salvation, all the good things of God were there before the foundations of the earth for you and me. Not, not, wait, not waiting, they were already there. All they're waiting on is you and me to accept them. Amen? And, and as we accept them, as we believe the love, the, the, when you believe the love, you start receiving. You can now start receiving because you believe the love. If you believe the love, the first thing you'll receive is the ability to love. Right? Because if you believe the love, you'll walk in love. If you're not, he says it in that verse. Actually, it just that was Dave. That's a Dave translation. But if you if you if you believe love, you'll walk in love. You'll love other people. Why? Because you believe the love. And and as you believe that love, you walk in the love. So the first thing you do is sow love. Amen. You're you're sowing love into other people's lives out of your life. And then as you do that, you you start seeing more of God in you, and you start God starts revealing Himself to you. Amen? Because why? Because He is love. And as you're walking in love, you're going to see more and more of God. If you, if you come to a point and say, man, I just, I'm not getting anything. I'm, I can't hear God. I, I'm praying and I'm praying. You, you need to quit praying and start loving. There you, go. You, 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 need, you need to find somebody to love. Isn't that a song? Yeah. Yeah, we won't sing that because as I recall, it's not a song by somebody we would play in church <laughs> but you do, we do we're built we're, we're we're created in christ to do good works guess what those good works are born out of love they're not just works to so, so that people can say "Ooh, look what dave did and i go yeah i did doggone right you can look at me because i just did good works you know what though they weren't any good at all because you just took the credit for them amen we're, we're created to do good things just like our Father. When we're born again, we now have His ability in us, and He says, use that ability. Use that ability to love people with. If you're angry and, and, some, and it's, things are happening and, and you want justice, you know, we, we're hearing that all over the world today, we want justice. That's not love. <laughs> you say, well, we want these people to have justice. Well, what about the people that are getting the justice done to them? I mean, where, where, which side are we on here? What we want is the goodness of God in both lives. Amen? We want the goodness of God in everybody's life. And we want love. Love is the most equal thing you will ever know. It is the only equal thing you'll ever know. Everything else is unequal. Human love is unequal. It's designed like this. I love you so much if you'll just do this for me. Right? And then, we, you know, and parents are like, you know, Kids think that their parents do things because they love because they love or don't love them. You didn't do this, you don't love me. You did this, you love me. You know that's human love, and it's not godly love. God, God's love is continually giving. We're just not continually receiving, and it's continually giving to every person who will receive. And even if you're not receiving, it's still giving. 
Amen? You could go to the best church service. Billy Graham could have preached one of his greatest evangelistic messages and you could have walked out unsaved. But the love of God was there to save you. Amen? The power of God was there to heal that day that one man got healed. But everybody could have got healed, but they weren't receiving it. Amen? Why? Because they didn't believe the love. They didn't believe the love. Their faith, they had no faith, actually. So the one that had the faith in the love, what was Jesus? He's the Word of God. He's the Son of God. He is love. He was a perfect picture of the love of God, sent to earth to save. That's what he came for. Amen? And when, when, we, when we receive on that level and we get, when we give on that level and then we'll receive on that level. Amen? But the giving is first in that, in that respect. Well, first you receive it from him. Then you begin to be a giver. The first thing Christians should do is desire to give. When you're saved, when you're born again, there should be a desire in you to love people. Amen? And a lot of people, they say, oh, man, I'm just on fire. Of course you are because you've got the love of God and it's... And it, and it's it's this intensity to love others now because that love is pouring in you now. And then people kind of squelch that because somebody says they're weird. Right? Man, that weird guy, all he wants to do is talk about Jesus. Just keep it up. Right? I didn't say push Jesus. I said talk about him. Talk about him. Amen? We don't need to push him. How many people know you don't need to sell Jesus? He, 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 he is already, he's, he's more than you'll ever need. You can't, we couldn't sell Jesus. You couldn't say enough about him, right, that would, that would sell him. Why? Because you don't, you don't need to sell him. They need to see him. And when they see him, I mean, when you heard the word, it, it, it got in your heart, and you received it on your own. Nobody told you, man, you gotta, you got to know this Jesus. He is something else, and, and you got to do this, and you got to do that. Man, i got to tell you this, and if you don't do this, you're stupid. You, you know, I mean, you're selling all you can, and that's not, you don't need to sell it. It says preach the word. It says, it says be a witness. You could just be a witness. What? By example, you could just be loving people, and they say, man, I don't know what that guy's got, but I'd like to have some of that. Amen? That's a good thing. Well, I don't know how we're going to get to our notes because we're just not getting there. Amen? Thank you, Lord. But the, these are the things that are going to change our thinking. When, when we believe the love, when, when we believe who we are because of that love, who he's made us to be, you know, who, he, who he's, he, he's, he's translated us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And, 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 and when we did that, he made us to be sons children of the most high god and when he made you to be a child he gave he gave you a place he gave you a place in the kingdom of god as his son as his daughter as his child you know people you say son and people think you're immediately talking about a male son, son of god is just somebody who believes it's not male nor female but i'll try to say children so that our human minds don't go too far amen because we don't want our human minds getting into this look at uh, Ephesians 1. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us already. Thank you, Lord. Remember as you read these things that everything he... So many times things we read past um, or we don't bring them together. Um, Well, I'll give you an example in this verse. Ephesians 1, verse 4. 
Ephesians 1 verse 4 starts, uh, starts out according as, according as what? He hath chosen us. According as in love he hath chosen us. In love is the last two words in that verse. But what he did was he did all this in love. So according as in love he hath chosen you. He chose us in love. Because that's what he does. In, the word in in the Bible means um, a fixed position. He chose you in a fixed position in love. Amen? He, he, cho- he, put, he, he chose you to be in a fixed position in his love because of his love. And, and he fixed, that, that's fixed in place, uh, place, time, or state. So your state of being when you're chosen by Christ and you choose to be chosen... You have to choose your chosenness. All right? When you choose to be chosen, your place, your state of being is now in love. You're now in the love of God. And now in that love, your ability now increased to His ability. And as you walk in that love, you remember later it says, as many who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. What's the Spirit of God? Spirit of love. As many as are led by the Spirit of love are the sons of God. What was Jesus led by? Spirit of love. Everywhere he went. Everywhere he went. He was led by the... Why, why did he heal people? Compassion. Mercy. Love. That, that's, that's what moved. And that's what that word led means. Moved. What, what drove him, if you will. It was love. And, and as love drove him... Then that, that, that it drove him because he was a son. So as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. Why? Because they're led by the Spirit of God. Right? You don't. You're not led by the Spirit of God to become a son of God. You're led by the, by the Spirit of God because you're a son of God. Amen. See, again, our human minds will try to get something out of it instead of be something. Remember, everything that God does for us, He makes us be something. He gives us the ability to be something greater than we are. When He saved you, you, you didn't get saved, you be saved. You, you are saved. You, all the words that work together with be. Amen? And so when, when you read these things, you want to realize that according as in His love He hath chosen or selected. He hand-selected us. The creator of the universe hand-selected me. Glory to God. Hand-selected you. We are somebody. Glory to God. When you wake up in the morning and you feel like you hadn't done enough or you're pretty worthless, you just stop for a minute and say, wait a second, God chose me, selected me in His love because He loved me so much. God loves you. And, and that's the thing. About it. He didn't care what, what you did yesterday. You know what? When you're a son or when Ramsey did stupid things, she didn't do a lot. She was, she was a way better kid than I ever dreamed of being. I was a horrible kid. And, and most of the time my mom didn't even know it. It was just really kind of, well, actually she did know it. She just didn't say anything. I shouldn't say that. She knew it because God told her. <laughs> but... But she didn't. She wasn't that bad of a kid. She was pretty easy to get, you know, overall. But when she did something stupid, it didn't change my love for her, right? Well, for some reason, we believe it changes God's love for us when, or, right? In in our own minds, because of our humanness, 
we believe when we mess up, now God's love for us has changed. It hasn't changed a bit. In fact is, all it's waiting for is what it gave you to get back, which is repentance. Remember the prodigal son. The prodigal son, he went off and it never said that he wasn't a son. He never lost his sonship. He lost his way. He was, he was, he was dead and he needed, to be, he needed to be resurrected. And he was, he was lost and he was found. But he was never not a son. And when he came back and he said, I'll just be a servant, that couldn't work. Why? Because he was already a son. Once you're a son, you don't go back to being a servant. You're a son. You're, you're a child of the God. And, and he doesn't, oh, you did that. Mm, back to servanthood. Sorry. You know, you were doing so good too and then you cussed. <laughs> All right. That's, that's directly back to servanthood. You know, we serve him as children, but we're not servants. Amen? And well, and we'll keep reading this verse because it actually lends itself to that, right? According as in love, he hath chosen us, selected us in him, which means a fixed position in him before the foundation of the world. He fixed us in him before the foundation of the world. He didn't, he didn't want to wait on us, and he, we didn't, we're not waiting on him. He just went ahead and put it in place and said, I believe Dave will one day receive this and then keep receiving it. Right? That, that's the thing about God. You don't want to just receive one time. You know, when I, where I grew up, you received salvation and later on you went to heaven. And, and then, I, then mom learned about there was way more than that. And so we started learning about there was way more than that. And so now I've been receiving all my life. Right? And, and as my life goes on and on, I'm still receiving from the goodness of God. I'm still, he's still revealing himself to me as I can see it. In his light, we'll see more light. And so as I receive it, and as we all do the same thing, why? Because we are somebody. We're his child. And you never stop raising your child. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I figured that out now because mine's 28 years old, and I'm still giving her, telling her, you know, she's asking me when she's I, I don't tell her what to do anymore, obviously. But at the same time, there are times where I'll say, mm, I don't know about that. Or else she'll say, Dad, what, what do you think? And I'm, I'm still revealing light to her. And that's what God does to us all through our lives. He reveals light. You'll never be older than God. Guess what? Amen. You'll never have more wisdom than God. You'll never even get to where you have as much wisdom as God. In fact, as I imagine when we're in heaven, we're still going to be saying, wow, man, glory to God. He's a good God. Amen. So um, where'd we stop there? Before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So the whole verse is based in love. God planned this before, out of his love for you and me in advance before the foundation. He went back all the way and said, I'm putting this in place because I love everyone. And I want them to have this, this. I want them to have salvation. I want them to have healing. You were, you were chosen to be healed. Right? <laughs> you know, we're, we're trying to get healed. God chose you to be healed. But, but our, it, it, we, we're, we're at war with ourselves most of the time. We're, we're at war with ourselves. 
And, and when we do grab hold of something, we need to grab hold of it and keep it and then let people know how good God is. Not how great my faith is, how good my God is. Not, right? And, and as we do that, we, we grow in His love because that's loving people because you don't want to lead people astray. You want them to realize there's a good God doing good things out of His love that He put out in you, through you, and, and, he's, and he's preordained that they have the same thing. It says in verse 5, having predestined us, still the same passage, in love, he predestined us in love unto the adoption. That, that, that word literally means the place of a, of a son. Adoption. You know, and, and see, adoption alone has become, because we talk to people about adoption all the time, um, and people think, different things about adoption they think they think well i mean that's kind of a secondary way to have kids no you know the only time i think about ramsey being adopted is when i tell you guys because why she's mine she's she's all us we we we, we're not less parents because kim didn't go to the hospital and we did no having a baby does not make you a parent Right. (laughs) right obviously, or we wouldn't have Ramsey. Right? It's truth. And, and you know what? God allowed me to parent many other kids. Um, fact is, I'll get, I'll get a text from one of our uh, children that lived with us for five years uh, through her high school, and I'll get a text tomorrow that will say, Happy Father's Day. Amen? And we never adopted her. She just became adopted. She's just ours. And if she needed help today, she'd still get fatherly help today. Why? Because she's just ours. And and it's it's but it's a wrong way of thinking. It's like it's like we think that now because we're adopted, we see that word in the Bible. Well, we're we we could have been full son, but we're just adopted. You are a full child of God. That word adopted means He took you and placed you, put you in the place of a child. In his family. He made a place for you in the family of God. And he made a place for every person born on this earth in the family of God. With him as the father. Through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ, every person ever born on this earth can be adopted into the family of God. Amen? And it's a strong word. In uh, I believe we, you know, I can't find this or study it out. But in the Hebrew, I believe... In their tradition, you could get rid of a son that was born to you. You could write them off as a son. But if you adopted someone, they were yours for life. You, you can study that out. But that's, that, 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 that was something that was told to me years and years ago. And, you know, that's the thing about God. When, when he brings you in, you know, people, he's not looking to get you out. He's looking to get you further in. Amen. But the only way he can get you further in is you receive from that love. You receive. And, and if the devil can get you to think stupid, right, it's what he's, he's trying to distract us with, well, you're just adopted. You know, I don't think Ramsey feels slighted one bit, even a little bit. In fact, as I know she doesn't. Because why? Because she's fully ours. You could, she couldn't be any more ours if, if we would have had her in the hospital. And, and she's never going to be anybody else's. Amen? Why? Because God gave her to us. She was a gift from God just like all children are. 
Remember what it says in Psalms? Children are the heritage of the Lord. They're a gift from God. Every one of them are. And then you take it, you could take it a step further. Look at the Moors. How many children do they have? Right? They love them. They take care of them. They care about them. They talk to them. They, and people say, well, I don't talk to them all the time. You know what? They pray for you when you don't know it. That My mom used to pray for me all the time and never tell me about it. And thank God she did. Well, your spiritual mom, your spiritual father, they pray for you all the time. And sometimes they'll call and they'll say, Dave, why don't you call this person? I'm like, okay. And, that, and that's all they say. Why? Because that's all God told them. Find out what's going on. Pray with them. See if they need anything. That's all, that's all you'll ever hear. But, but what more do you want from a father and a mother? You want somebody who loves you and follows the leading of the Spirit to help you. And every week when we come up here on, on Sunday morning or if he's doing Friday, whatever's happening, you're getting exactly, you're, you're being fed exactly the way he feels the Father is leading him to feed you as the father of this flock. Amen? And, and, and that's what you're looking for. Again, we're not getting anywhere near our notes, but this is really good. Thank you, Lord. Having predestined us in love, and I'm just keeping that, I'm adding the word in love, but it's, it's, it is in the verse, and you can see it there. Unto the adoption, place, the placement of, son, of children, placement of chil- as a child by Christ Jesus, by Jesus Christ, to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. It made him happy to call you his child. We are somebody. Amen. When the devil tries to lie to us, you need to say, devil, shut up. I am somebody. I am somebody pretty doggone important. My name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. God predestined good for me before I was ever born, before anyone was ever born. And he loves me so much that he gave and chose me. He selected me, hand-selected me to, to win, to succeed. The Father's heart is just like, and that's what he always showed me with Randy. He said, he said, everything you do, think about what it does for her success. Because love never fails. So everything you do in her life, you're helping her to succeed. If it doesn't help her to succeed, then it's not the right direction. And, and, and a lot of people in their punishment, God, the, I'm not saying you shouldn't punish, but you have to watch how you punish. Because is it going to help them succeed? Every child needs, needs to be corrected. We need to be corrected. Well, I am so far off my notes tonight. <clears throat> Every child, just like you and me, still need correction from God, needs correction. But we need to correct like God. Remember, God starts correction from love. And people say, oh, you know what, I'm going to spank you. It's going to be love. And it might be, but it better be. I know we're not supposed to spank. Okay. I got spanked a lot and it was in love and I needed it. Now I'm just going to say I I deserved it. And so did my brothers and my sister. They deserved it. Thank God my mom found a relationship with Christ so that we could quit getting spanked so much. But you know what God showed her? How, How to raise us. Amen? Not raise us by forcing us to do something, but raise us by loving us. And I'm not saying we never got spanked again, 
but not not to the level you see. It's, we were little. Whew. She, I'll just put it this way: she wore a belt around her neck. <laughs> she 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 just but she just draped it over her neck and wore it. Why? Because you just never knew when you're going to need to use it, right? <laughs> But every child needs correction. What that correction is can only come out of the heart of love. And then out of that same heart, in our heart, we can do the same thing. And and whether it be with your child or helping somebody, you don't want to just start correcting without loving first. Because you need to know what you're getting ready to say is going to help them succeed in the circumstance they're in. It's going to help them overcome. you got people out there counseling people uh, by experience. You don't counsel by experience. You counsel by love because not everybody can hear the same. What you could hear, they, they might not be the, to that level or they may be way beyond that level. And, and so you've got to counsel by love. You don't just say, well, I've done it this way all my life. Maybe, you know, and, and I've seen this and I've seen that. I don't know what you've seen, but what's God say? Amen? And that's what Mrs. Moore has always said. She said, we don't, need to, we don't need to tell people something just because we feel like telling them something. We either have a word for God, from God or we don't say Best counsel I ever got because I, you know, people would call and say, I, I told them this, and she'd say, Why? And I'd say, Well, it just seemed good. She said, Let's not. I'm like, Well, <laughs> correction. Hmm? Getting correction from mom. You get it. You can either take it and learn, but she was so right. Why? It doesn't mean anything if it's not the Word of God. You can't counsel somebody outside the Word and hope they get better. You counsel them inside the Word that you can expect them to get better. You know, it's it's like it's like the um, uh, I lost train of thought, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay away from that. Must not have been something I needed to say. Thank you, Lord. Having predestined us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise and of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted. He's accepted us. He, you're you're accepted. You know, people say, well, look what you did. And you can say, I'm accepted. Right? You're accepted. What happened to the prodigal son when he went home? Did his dad say, hmm, going to need ten Hail Marys and gonna, it's going to take some time, son. You know, maybe I'll call you son one, one day again. No, he immediately was son. Not only was he immediately son, he immediately, why? Because he'd already repented. He repented back in the pig trough. It, it's a heart change you're looking for, not a, not a word. Repentance is heart change. You know, I don't care if somebody ever tells me they're sorry as long as their heart changes. And I don't care to have to tell people I'm sorry. I just want to change my heart. I'm not saying that's thus saith the Lord. or (laughs) I'm telling you, I don't want, when when Ramsey did something wrong, I didn't wait for her to come in and apologize to me. I waited for her heart to change. Right, yeah, that's good. Because most people when they apologize are just apologizing because they want you to forgive them not because they're really sorry they did it right or let me rephrase that when i used to apologize you guys are nothing like i would have been even though you're all human like me i apologized so that i could not have these people upset with me anymore not because i was sorry that i did it when we repent 
like the prodigal son did, then you can have immediate restoration. What, what did, was he immediately restored to? Not sonship. He was already a son. He was restored in the things that sons have now. Right? He was restored in a robe. He was restored in, in, in a ring. He was restored in shoes. Hopefully he got a bath, right? And so he was restored back to his father. He, he, he was restored back to the place where he should have never left. Amen? We have a fixed position in Christ. And if we'll stay in that place in Christ then, then, and don't leave that place, you'll find yourself always doing and saying and being at the right place at the right time because it is your, your place of being, it is your time of being, and it is your state of being. It, it is the place in Christ where we're designed to be. We're adopted into the family to, to hold that place. That place was yours before the foundation there. And if you, as long as you take that place, it's always been yours. But if you don't take it, it'll still be there. You'll just never have it. Amen? It, he did this for everybody. Remember what it said, John 3:16. For God so loved the world, I think I've got that in my notes, that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever, whosoever believeth in it, whosoever, that's anybody, why? Because whosoever is who he saved. Amen? Whosoever would not perish but have everlasting life. God sent, did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Right? Condemnation is the next big lie that our minds put us through. You know, when you do something wrong, the, the thing that will keep you from receiving as a son, it doesn't take you out of sonship. It keeps you from receiving as a son is condemnation. I can't, you know, I, I know, I know you forgave me, Lord, but man, I just can't get over it. I can't get through it. I know you can't possibly think think of me the way you used to think of me. He he thinks of you more highly because you repented. But the devil wants you to feel bad, and he wants you to stay feeling bad, and he wants you to keep questioning and keep keep crying and moaning and and reliving the instance. And you know what? God's not trying. He he's done with it. He, he, he doesn't remember our sins for his own sake because he wants to love us. Amen? And so what he does is, I don't remember that because I love you. And, that, and that's, where, that's where God's at with it. Condemnation is a trick of the devil to keep you from, from your full sonship, your full, your full childship, if you will. Amen? And, and, and we don't want to have anything to do with that. It says he didn't send us. Jesus didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. The world. What's the world? It's every person. Like if you said how many people are in the whole world, that you'd have to have a number for every person. That's how many people Jesus came to save. And, and see, our minds sometimes, we, what, we can't fathom that kind of love. That love's huge. The love that God did, he, he, he loved every person, people doing right, people doing wrong, people that don't know him, people that are rejecting him, people that, people that are hurting other people. people. He loved them, and, and he gave Jesus for them. And, and we see one thing, and we say, oh, no, no, I can't, I can't talk to you, I can't love you. You know what? You can love the worst of the worst Right? Because before you were saved, you were in their same group. Right? It wasn't like it wasn't like there was this. this here's the here's the one group, 
Over here, they're the yuckiest of yucky. Here's the, the medium yucky, and here's the lightly yucky. And, and God saved the lightly yucky because he could put up with them. No, there, you were in the same group. It didn't matter. A sinner was a sinner. And, 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 and see, in our minds, we were like, it's kind of like what they said about my mom. Why, why her? Well, <laughs> she's a human. Amen? And everybody before Jesus is in the same class. You're B.C., right? And A.C., is that what it is, after Christ? <laughs> B.C. and A.C. That's, that's what you are. If you receive Jesus, now you receive Jesus, and you're a son. You're a child of God. If you didn't, you're a sinner. Right? It doesn't say there will be five groups, partial goats, little bit of goat, seven goats, and over here, sheep, a little bit better sheep, bestest sheep ever, right? There's not levels in heaven. And they say, well, they're going to have a really nice home. They may, but it'll be because of the goodness of God that worked through them on the earth. Rewards according to how much his love shines through you on the earth, not, not how much you do, how much his love shines through because your love will create good works. Amen? It says, He that believeth... Here, here's the, here's the, the proof of it. It says, He that believeth on him is not... Con, is, is, he that believeth on him is not condemned. Um, I'm not reading that right yet. He that believeth on him is not condemned. Yeah, it is. But, but he that believeth not is condemned already. God didn't condemn them. Their lack of belief on him condemned them. What, what God does is he puts the best in place... And says, take this. Remember he said, he said, I set before you life, death, blessing, cursing. Right? And then he said, choose life. Well, what's he telling? He's giving you the answer to the test. I used to love those kind of tests. Right? <laughs> the only kind of tests I passed. Right? <laughs> a, B, or C, choose A. A is the right answer, by the way. That's the answer. See, and God's, and God's saying, I, I, I didn't put death in the world. Death came through sin. Death came through sin, but it's setting before you. I'm going to put life right here next to it. Choose life. Amen? And see, our humanist thinks, well, if we don't choose life, God's going to punish it. No, you're punishing yourself. God doesn't have to punish someone that doesn't choose life because he doesn't punish people. People punish themselves. Why? By not choosing life. Amen? It's like if I set a rock... And a biscuit. And you said, I'm really hungry. I choose the rock. You would still be hungry. And it wouldn't be my fault because there was a biscuit. (laughs) See, God gets blamed for things because we're not acting like who we are. You are somebody. You're a child of the Most High God. If we act like that child if we act like the, who, we, who we've been made to be in Christ Jesus, then we're, we're receiving an inheritance. Amen? We're receiving an inheritance right here, right now, as we go on through. It's not just, your, it's not just in heaven. You're receiving a, a earnest of that inheritance right now. It's the salvation of your life. It's the healing of your body. It's the peace in your heart. It's the joy. It's the love. It's the earnest. It's what he's put in you right now, that love, to work in this earth and and to succeed. Amen? 
And, and, and as we follow that, we're, he's not ever going to condemn you, and he's not going, and, and the only thing that will condemn you is if you don't believe in the love. If you believe in the love, you believe in the forgiveness, and you receive from the forgiveness. Amen? And, and you, you, you hold tight to your sonship. Glory to God. We better find a verse that we can end on here. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Philippians 3. Philippians 3, verse 9. The way that we walk in this love and that we operate through this love is we stay in Him. And and back to no condemnation in uh, Romans 8, it says, There is now therefore no condemnation to who? To those who are in Christ Jesus. It's condemnation, everybody. So if you're in condemnation, you need to get step back into Christ Jesus. Right? Your fixed position. You've stepped away from your fixed position in Christ Jesus. And, and, and you just need to step back into it. You had a fixed place as a son, as a child. Don't step away from it for a minute. That, that's what happened to the prodigal son. He stepped away from his place. And when he did, the, the father's like, well, here's the place. Where's my son? He, he's dead. He's lost. When he came back, my son was dead. And he's alive again. He was lost and he's found. My son was dead. My son was lost. My son is alive. My son is found. Amen? My son, my child. We don't lose that with God. We don't, that you, 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 can, you can lose your own way, but he's still there. And all, you, all we have to do is step back into it. It's a matter of repentance. It's a matter of coming back. It's a matter of, of, of getting out of this and getting off this distraction and getting back on this. It's, it's a matter of being found in him. And that's what, that's what Paul's talking about in this. He said, and be found in him. Go back to the other verse just maybe so this makes a little more sense. Uh, verse 8. Yea, doubtless, I count all the things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. I do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. And I may win Christ and be found in him. In other words, he didn't want to just win Christ. This, this is his identity. I want to be found in Christ. Every time you see Paul, you see Christ. Every time, it's my identity. You know, that's the one thing about baptism. People say, well, do you need to be baptized? Do you not need to be baptized? Are you saved if you're not baptized? You know, you know what? You're saved before you're baptized. That's, what you get. that's how you get to be a candidate to be baptized. But why wouldn't you? It, it's like, it'd be like a Jewish person back, in, back before Christ saying, I don't want to be circumcised. That was the identification. Baptism is spiritual identification with Christ. When you're baptized, you're standing up before the whole world and you're literally being spiritually circumcised to where you are now marked spiritually in your heart as one of His. You're buried together and you're raised to newness of life. Amen? And it's spiritual circumcision and it's an identification with Christ. And and everybody should want to be baptized. It shouldn't be a question. They should want to, but don't get baptized until you want to. Amen. Not because you have to, because it's good. Amen. And 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 don't make somebody get baptized. Somebody's heart needs to. Again, we're getting way out there. 
Notes. Back to the notes. And, and, and be found in him. I want to see myself in Christ. Everything I do, I want to see myself through Christ. I want to see myself. I want to be found in him. And everything I do, I want to find my identity, my, my answers, my, my questions, my, my life. I want it to be found in him, not having my own righteousness. Why? Because in your own righteousness, you're not in him. In his righteousness, you're in him. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. What? That's your, that is your uh, that is your fixed station, your fixed place. Amen? And, and in, in that fixed place, you're righteous. And as you stay in that found, as you're found in him, you are the righteousness of God of Christ, which is a, the, not of my own righteousness. Your own righteousness is what, based on what you did. Did you do enough to be righteous? Did you sit on the front row? Did you sing loud enough? Did you read your chapter? Did you follow the law? Did you do everything you could have done to be? It doesn't matter if you had that righteousness. It wouldn't be a good. It wouldn't do you any good, because Jesus said, "If your righteousness doesn't exceed the Pharisees' righteousness, you won't see the kingdom of God." Why? Because you won't be able to. Your eyes will be messed up. You'll be your, your vision will be all blurred and distracted by by religious tradition and junk amen uh, which is of the law but that which is through the faith of christ right the righteousness which is of god by faith i want to be found in that righteousness the righteousness which is of god by faith i want to be found in him i want my life to be found in christ what's the next verse say that i may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable to, uh, conformable unto his death. Go ahead. If, if, and if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. What's Paul saying? He's saying, I want to be found so far in Christ, in him, that when you see me, you literally see a child of God. You see a brother of Jesus. You see a son. You see somebody who was adopted. You know, and and that, that's where that word adoption takes on a whole new meaning because you're not, adopt, you're not an adopted child. You're a child. Once, you know, we, we, never, we never introduced Ramsey. Oh, this is our adopted child, Ramsey. Do you think God goes around doing that? No, you are somebody. Your name's written in... You're, 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 you're Dave Vaughn, whose name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life, who received Jesus Christ at the age of seven and walked and are carrying through in your inheritance towards the saints. And you're living a victorious life and you are found in Him. And all the goodness and riches of God are found in Him. And if you're in Him, you're finding those same riches. He seated us together. You want to be somebody? You're seated on the same stage with Jesus Christ in heavenly places. Your name is known in the very same places His name's known. Why? Because your Father's the same Father. And we got to get all this other junk out of our head. we got to follow God as our Father. And it's Father's Day. It's a perfect time to do it. Wipe out all these stupid thoughts about what, 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 what's a child and what's a father and let him show you. Let him grace you. Let him give you mercy. Amen? That's what he wanted to do the whole time anyway. He said, I, I did this so that I could show you the riches of my grace. 
in the ages to come. Amen? He did all this so that every day he could show you how much he loves you. He could show you his favor. He could show you his kindness. He could show you his fatherness. Amen? He's such a good God. And, and he desires that relationship. And, you know, I find myself getting away from it like, kind of like you do with your own personal father sometimes. You don't always call them when you have a question. You try to figure it out on your own. You know, why would you not call the wisest of all? You know, where am I going to get an answer that's better than what God would give me? And he's my father. He's waiting on me to call. Yeah, literally, he'd say, why didn't you call? I was right here. Yeah, I, when I was talking to him the other day, he just said, you know, I'm always here. You, you used to talk to me all the time. Sometimes you get, you get distracted. Dave, quit that. Don't get distracted. You're a child of the Most High God. Names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You were selected, hand-selected, chosen by God to overcome everything that the earth ever could throw out at you. And all you got to do is take your place and hold tight. Amen? Take our place as a child of God. Stand to your feet. Take our place as a child of God and believe the love. As you believe the love, you'll step up more and more and more. It's when you believe the love that you receive from that love. And as you receive from that love, it takes you to places that you didn't dream of. You thought you were trying.